Amen. Thank you, ladies. That's a beautiful song. Let's take our song, or take our song books. <laughs> take our Bibles and open to the book of John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And uh, we're finishing up our series on the, the I Am's of Christ here in the book of John. Um, we've seen where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he said, I am the bread of life. Uh, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. And this morning we're finishing up this in John chapter 15, where Jesus says, I am the vine. Now, as we're going to see here in a few moments, there is uh, another phrase that Jesus uses here that is very, very important, uh, and that he uses several times, and it is the phrase, abide in me. And uh, this, the ending of this series is kind of leading into the beginning of another series. And uh, so in two weeks, uh, we're going to be starting a series on abide in me. Um, and we're going to be going through John chapter 15 here, where Jesus speaks this and says this over and over and over, abide in me, abide in me, Uh, and why that is so important and why you and I as Christians need to understand what that means uh, and why we need to do it. We'll see a little bit of that this morning, but really not going to get into a lot of it. I want to kind of finish what we're looking at this morning with Jesus saying, I am the vine, but I do want to encourage you uh, to be there with us for for that series as we start that in, in two weeks. John chapter 15 We'll begin reading in verse number five. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. See, there's that phrase there, abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Father, we do thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for this series we've gone through with the I am's. And uh, Lord, just how powerful that is to see who you are and, and what you have uh, claimed Uh, And Lord, as we conclude this morning, uh, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, work through this message. Uh, Lord, help us to see why it is so important uh, that Jesus is the vine and uh, and that we are the branches. And Lord, even as we begin the new series in a couple weeks, I pray that you just bless that as well. Lord, speak to hearts this morning, draw us closer to you. And that Lord, we pray that if there may be someone that may not know Christ as their Savior, uh, Lord, today you would speak to their heart and help them to realize that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Lord, there's no way of salvation other than through him. And so, Lord, just bless in our service now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here in Israel, obviously, the, a little bit different than Ohio, I would say. Um, in Israel, they had a lot of vineyards. Uh, you're not going to find a lot of vineyards here in Ohio uh, just because of the weather and things like that. 
Uh, you will find a few every now and then, but in Israel and uh, many of the Middle Eastern uh, countries around the Mediterranean Sea and things like that, there were a lot of vineyards. Uh, grapes were a very important uh, crop during this time uh, and uh, even still is. You can still go there and you can find many different vineyards and things like that. And uh, of course, you can find grapes and uh, all kinds of things. And so Jesus is using something that they understand to give this illustration, to teach this lesson that he's going to bring about himself. And uh, I can remember when we lived in Italy for for a few years, I can remember um, my dad was so happy that the house that we lived in, in the backyard, there was um, a couple uh, trellises that had vines on them, grapevines on them, and he was ecstatic because he was going to be able to try his hand at being a, uh, a vine dresser, you know, and working these grapes. And, and I can remember how excited he was, and uh, he, would, he would go in there, and uh, man, he would, I didn't know anything, you know, and I would just stand there and watch him as a little kid, you know, and man, he would, uh, man, everything was just really nice. I mean, these, these vines were just lush, they were beautiful. Uh, I mean, they just looked they looked really good, I have to say. They looked really good. And there was a, a man that lived across the street from us, an older man. Uh, his name was Nono. And uh, Nono simply means grandfather in, in Italian. And so uh, everybody called this man Nono. And my dad wanted to kind of show Nono how, how he had done, right? I mean, here's, here's an Italian. He's probably worked in vineyards all of his life. And so my dad was really excited about this and he wanted to show Nono his vineyards there. And uh, so I remember uh, dad going and getting Nono and bringing him back to the backyard there. And uh, I mean, my dad was really proud of these, these vineyards, right? And uh, Nono comes around the corner and he sees the vineyard and he just stops and he goes, ah! Sorry, I scared you, right? And, and all of a sudden, he took the shears from my dad's hand, and he starts cutting and pulling and ripping, and my dad is standing there going, ah, what is he doing, you know? I mean, he had these things lush and, and beautiful and everything, and now, no, no, man, he's just ripping and tearing and pulling and everything, and by the time he was done, let me tell you, it did not look beautiful. <laughs> he said, what does that have to do with the story here? Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute, but I want you to notice a couple things here in this passage. I want you to notice the picture that Jesus gives. He's using this illustration of a vineyard. And notice there are, there are three elements that you could say of this vineyard. Did you notice this in verse number one? I am the true vine. So you have the vine. My father is the husbandman. So there's a husband. And he says every branch, right? So you have the vine, the branch, and the husbandman. Those are the three elements that he's using here in this passage of Scripture, these elements of this vineyard. Now, the vine, of course, is referring to Jesus because he says, I am the vine. I am the true vine, right? And so Jesus is the, the vine. A vine, and again, we think of a vine of something, you know, kind of like just spindly or whatever growing up, but the vine of a, uh, of a grape uh, vineyard was, it was what we would kind of consider like a trunk, right? Now, it doesn't get as big as a, as a tree trunk or anything, but that would be called what kind of the trunk. That's what coming, comes out of the ground, and then it starts growing up, and then you have these trellises that then the branches begin to grow off of, right? The branches start growing off of these uh, of the trunk, and so you've got the vine, which is the, the trunk. That's Jesus Christ, and you have the branches. Of course, those are Christians, right? Uh, the branches are those who have put their faith in Christ, and the branches are growing out 
from the vine. It is the, from the branches that, that grow out that the cluster of grapes come from, right? The, the, the grapes don't grow on the vine, on the, on the trunk. It's from the branches that grows out that then those cluster of grapes uh, grow from. But then I want you to, again, think about this third element here. And we would, we would think that Jesus would really deal more with the, the vine and the branches. But he gives this third element here of the husbandmen. The husbandmen. And he says, my father is the husbandman. God the father is the husbandman. Just as you would have somebody that tends to the vineyards, they, they go up and down the vineyards, they, they're looking to see, you know, if, there, if there, there's some vineyards that are not doing well or if there's some that need to be uh, moved or, or, or uh, fertilized or whatever, the, the, the husbandman is there to make sure that everything is going well in the vineyard. And Jesus says in verse number one, he says, I am the true vine. I'm the true vine. The word true there simply means genuine. Genuine. Truth. Genuine. Well, if there is a true vine, then what does that mean then? It means there can be false vines, fake vines. When you think about it, there are a lot of religions and religious leaders in our world today. Uh, men that have some that have passed we've seen in ancient history but even still today there's still many religions and religious leaders that are that are always popping up and Jesus saying look I want you to understand Jesus says I'm not just another religion I'm not just another religious leader he says I am the true vine I'm the true vine in other words apart from me there is no other vine Right? Remember what he said, just what we saw in John chapter 14 and verse number six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Religion tries to say there's many different ways. Jesus says, No, there's not. There's one way. I'm the way. And he says, I am the true vine. I'm the true vine. There are many false vines, and we better be careful to make sure that we don't get sucked into these false vines, these false religions, these false religious teachers. And the way that we do that is to make sure that we are in the Word of God, making sure that we're comparing those things with the Word of God to make sure they're speaking truth. But Jesus says, I am the true vine. So this picture of a vineyard that we have here. But I want you to know the second thing, the purpose, right? The purpose. Notice in verse number 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I want you to think about this. What is the purpose of the branch? What is our purpose as the branch? Now, we might look at this verse right here. He says, well, every branch in me that beareth not fruit. So we would often think that we, the branches are to be bearing fruit. We are the ones to bear fruit. But can I tell you this morning, that's not true. That's not true. Well, you say, you say, he just says every branch in me that beareth not fruit, so the branch is supposed to bear fruit. No, actually, the reality is the vine is to bear fruit. The vine is the one that is to bear fruit. The purpose of the vine is to bear fruit. The branches in them of themselves are nothing, right? Look what he says in verse number four. Abide in me and I in you as the branch. Now, what are these next few words? Cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in me. 
Look, if you were to take a branch, if you took a branch from a, uh, from a vineyard, if you took a branch and you just threw it out in the middle of the yard, you know what it's going to produce? Nothing. It's not going to produce anything. Why? Because it's not the branch that produces the fruit. It's not the branch that produces the grapes. It's the vine. It's the trunk. It's Jesus Christ. You understand that Jesus is the one that is to produce the fruit. We're not to produce the fruit. Jesus is trying to produce the fruit. He is the vine. We are simply the branch. The branch must be attached to the vine for anything good to happen with the branch. That's why he says, abide in me. Why? Because if I'm not attached to the vine, I can't produce anything. Nothing is good is going to come from me. That's Again, think about what he says uh, in verse number four. Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. The branch cannot produce fruit of itself. The vine bears fruit through the branches. It is through the branches that the fruit is able to be produced as the branch is attached to the vine, to Jesus Christ. You know, so often we think that we as Christians are the ones that are supposed to produce the fruit. I have to produce the fruit. You know, it's me. I I have to produce this fruit. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. You cannot produce fruit. You, you can't produce that. Notice, notice what he says at the end of verse number 8. For without me, ye can do nothing, he says. He says, you, you can't do anything without me. If we are not attached to the vine, if we are not in the vine, we're not going to be producing anything. Why? Because the food, the nutrients that, that are needed to produce the fruit come through the vine as the vine has its roots down into the soil and as the vine begins to pull those nutrients and that food from the soil it travels through the vine and it uses the branches simply as a as a mechanism to get the the food and the nutrients to the end so that it can it can produce the fruit but it's not the branches that are producing the fruit it's the vine the branch is simply there for the food and the nutrients to pass through so that the food and the or excuse me so that the the fruit can be seen and produced and so often we think it's up to us to produce the fruit we think we're the ones having to produce the fruit no no we don't produce anything that's why he says except ye abide in me except ye abide in me you can do nothing. We can't produce anything apart from Jesus Christ. Nothing. Now, what should be produced through our life? And that, that's, that's very key, right? What should be produced through our life? Not by our life, because by us, we can do nothing. So what should be produced through our life is I am abiding in the vine and I'm abiding in Christ. And like I said, we're going to really get into, we're going to get into this really deep when we go through this series. But what, what does that mean? How is this working? What is to be produced through the branch? What is to be produced? Well, again, he says there's to be fruit, right? There's to be fruit. Now, I will tell you this. If you go to a vineyard and you go down the, 
the rows of, of the vines there and you look at all the different uh, things that are, that are on the, the vine, you'll find some leaves and you'll find branches and you'll find vines and things like that. But I'll tell you one thing, you will not find, you will not find a pineapple. You know that? You're not going to find a pineapple. You're not going to find a lemon. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find grapes. Why? Because that's what it's supposed to produce. Right? So think about this. As the, the branches are allowing the life to flow through them so that the fruit can be produced, so you and I, we are to be allowing Jesus Christ, the life of Christ, to flow through us so that he can produce the fruit in our lives. Isn't that very similar to what Galatians t- says? In Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's not my life that I'm living. It is the life of Christ that is to be lived through me. His life living through me is what is going to enable me to have fruit. So what fruit? What fruit? Well, Galatians also tells us in Galatians chapter 5, and I believe on uh, in our monthly uh, men's and ladies' Bible studies, we're going through this series of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, notice this. He says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Now, did you notice that he says it is the fruit of the, what? The fruit of the Spirit. It is not the fruit of the Christian, right? It's not the fruit of the Christian. It is the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because as I am abiding in Christ, right? That's what he says. Except ye abide in me, ye can do nothing. As I'm abiding in Christ, and now Christ gives me his Holy Spirit to live within me, then as he is living through me, guess what fruit is going to be seen? The fruit of the Spirit, It's not the fruit of the Christian, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And the only way the fruit of the Spirit can be seen or can be produced in my life is if I am abiding in Christ and letting His life be lived through me, the branch, because He's the vine. I'm just connected to Him. And I'm just allowing Him to work through me to produce the fruit that He wants to produce. Think about this, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, these different ones. Can I ask you this morning, if we were to go through these, are these being produced in your life? Not are you trying to produce them. Not are you trying to manufacture them. But are these being produced in your life as we abide in the vine? As we abide in Christ? Because he says, I am the vine. I'm the vine. Are we... Seeing that fruit produced in our life? We're just supposed to be, we're just supposed to be the branch that the life is, is living through. So often we try to produce these fruits. You say, well, you know, I, I, tried, produce, I tried loving people, but I just can't. Uh, you know, I, I tried loving people, but they're just, you know, people have just done me wrong so many times. I just can't love them. Then you're not abiding in Christ. Because he says, when the branch is abiding in the vine, the fruit will be produced. Because it's not me producing it, it's the vine producing it through me. Well, I just can't have joy. You know, 
you know, it's, it's sad that, that Christians are supposed to be the happiest people, right? They ought to be. But yet when you look at Christians, it's sad that so many times the Christians are the ones that look the most miserable. Really? I mean, they, they look almost the most miserable. They, they, they never have a smile on their face. You know, they're just, you, 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 could, you could get a crowd and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know if that's a Christian or not, you know? I, I, I don't see any joy. I don't see any excitement. I, I don't really see anything. I mean, they're just, I don't, I mean, even in church sometimes, right? Somebody told me the other day that, and I, I really like this idea, every person in church and I know you're not going to agree with me on this, but it's a good idea, I think. Every person in church ought to have to preach a message one time. Don't you think so? Now, not, not to preach the message, but just so that you have to see what I have to see. Right? I mean, you can, it is amazing. You can be preaching along and you can be talking. It. Yeah, that's what I want to do too. I want to. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you I stand over here while we're singing. You know, what can wash away my sin? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When are we going to end this service? I've got a pot in the oven i mean it's like really christians ought to be the most joyful people when, when it's time to sing praises about the lord we ought to be excited about that when, when it's time to to talk about god we ought to be excited about that and it's it's so often that we again we're trying to force this we're trying to push joy right you don't have to push it when you're abiding in christ when you're abiding in the vine, you don't have to manufacture love and joy and peace and long-suffering. When you're, when you're abiding in Christ, man, I know sometimes there are just some bad days. And sometimes people at work, man, they just get on your nerves. And you're like, if you push, me one, if you push one more button of mine, they're going to have to call 911 because there's going to be a homicide here, right? I mean, we, we have those days, right? There's, there's no doubt about that. There, there are those days. But he says, as a Christian, if I am abiding in Christ, these things are going to be produced through us we don't have to manufacture them because i'm abiding in him and he is the vine it's not up to me to produce the fruit it's up to him you say oh well then i don't have to do nothing no 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 no. that's not what i said he's the one that produces the fruit but i have to be abiding in him for him to be able to have that life flow through me to be able to have the fruit we're going to get to that in just a second are we producing the fruit of the Spirit? Or are we allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be produced through us? Say, well, you just, I'm just not that kind of person, you know? I just can't love everybody. I just, I just can't be happy all the time. I just can't be patient with people. You know, I just, I just don't have, I, I just can't be nice to people. Well, it's not that you can't. It's that you won't abide in the vine. It's not that you can't. You may not be able to. Remember, without me, ye can do nothing. The reason why you're doing nothing of the fruit of the Spirit is because you're trying to do it without Him. 
Why can't I have love? Why can't I have joy? Why can't I have peace? Why can't I have this long suffering? Because I'm trying to do it myself. But if I will simply abide in the vine, then he will allow that life to flow through me and that will be produced if I'm abiding in him. That's why he says, I am the vine. The church is not the vine. Look, if you're expecting somehow by by coming to First Baptist Church or being a member of the First Baptist Church or whatever, that somehow that's going to solve all of your problems and you're going to have love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness, you're, you're in the wrong place to find those things. It's not going to come through a family. It's not going to come through your job. It's not going to come through a promotion. It's not going to come through a church. It's only going to come through one thing, the true vine. Jesus says, I am the vine. You're the branches. You know, there's fruit that we are to produce. As Christ lives through us, that fruit is going to be produced. We ought to be helping other people to come to know Christ as their Savior. Aren't you glad that, and, and we'll see this in a minute as well, but aren't you glad that, you know, the husbandman takes branches and can graft them into the vine? You know, when you and I were lost without Jesus Christ, when we didn't know Christ, we were separated from the vine. The vine is there. The vine is growing. But we were not part of the vine. But when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the husbandman takes us and he, he implants us. He grafts us into the vine. And we now become part of that branch. We become part of that vine through Christ. But you know what he wants? He wants others as well. He wants others to come to know Christ. He wants others to be part of that vine. And guess what he's going to use? He's going to use the branches. He's going to use you and I to be able to bear fruit, be able to live a life that Christ would live through us so that others can see Christ. Because here's the thing. The only way that people are able to see Jesus Christ today is through you and me. That's the only way. How we live our life as a Christian is what they see of Christ. That's a sobering thought. That's why he wants the fruit of the Spirit to be produced in our life. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering, these things. Why? Because that's the life of Christ. And he wants those things produced so that others can see what Christ has done in us. What he's done through us. The branches can only be in Christ. Being attached to Christ enables his life to flow in us and through us. And when that happens, we can't help but bear fruit. Because we're just allowing his life to flow through us and it will produce fruit. It will produce fruit. But I want you to notice the third thing here this morning. And that is the pruning. The pruning. Go back with me to to John Uh, chapter 15, John chapter 15, and notice in verse number two, he says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. There's three parts of this pruning here. Remember, I mentioned to you before how my dad was, uh, had this vineyard in, the, in our backyard there in Italy and how Nono came in and he started ripping and, and tearing and, and pulling and all. What, what we didn't realize is what Nono was trying to do. He was trying to prune the vineyard. He was trying to prune it. 
And we see this pruning here in this passage. He says, notice, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. The first part of the pruning that he mentions is to be cut off. To be cut off, right? Those that bear no fruit. He said, if there's no fruit being, being born here, then that branch is going to be cut off. So as the husbandman is walking the vineyards and he's looking to see what is, what's happening with his vineyard and he comes to an area and he says, hey, wait a minute, this branch right here, all the other branches have produced fruit, but this one right here hasn't produced anything. There, there's no fruit being produced by this branch. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make note of this, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this branch. So the next year, the husband comes back and he says, I remember last year there was a branch that didn't bring forth fruit. Now let me see what it does this year. And he comes back this year and he says, this, again, this branch has not brought any fruit this year. There's no fruit being seen from this branch. And so again, he remembers and he says, all right, I'm going to watch next year. And he comes back the next year. And again, there's still no fruit being produced from this branch. What is the husbandman going to do? Does he continue to allow the branch just to be there, not producing any fruit? No. What does he say? He says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, please understand, do not misunderstand this. He is not saying that they lose their salvation. Notice, he says they are in him. They're in Christ. They do not lose their salvation. But if there is a branch that is supposed to be being used for Christ to produce fruit, and no fruit is being produced by it, what is the purpose of it? What's the purpose of the branch if it's not producing any fruit? There's no purpose for it. And so what does he do? He cuts it off. Why? Because the life that the vine is bringing from the soil, the nutrients, the food that it's bringing from the soil is going out to those vines. And when you have a vine that is basically saying, I'm receiving the food, I'm receiving the nutrients, I'm receiving the blessing, but I'm not going to allow anything to be done in my life. Oh, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm in the vine. And I'm glad I got the blessings of God and I'm receiving the blessings of God year after year after year. I'm receiving the blessings of God. But God says, hey, wait a second, hold on. You've been receiving the blessings of God. You've been receiving the blessings of God for years, but yet there is no fruit here. Why is he going to continue blessing? Why is he going to continue supplying? Why is he going to continue providing? What does he say? He stops. He takes it away. Again, we're not talking about salvation here. Please do not misunderstand it. Nowhere in this passage is he talking about losing salvation. But he's talking about the food, the nutrients that that vine are bringing to those branches. If there is a branch that simply says, hey, I'm not going to allow anything to be produced through my life. I'm going to do it my way. I don't want these things. Uh, and, and I'm going to take the blessings and I'm just going to use it for myself. There's no purpose in that branch. So he cuts it off. Unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians that are receiving the blessings of God. They're saved. Maybe at one time they produced fruit, but they've stopped producing. They're not allowing the, the, the life of Christ to flow through them and live through them. They said, no, it's going to be my life now, and I'm going to live the way I want to live it. And Lord, you can't have it. It's all about me now. God says there's going to come a time when the husbandman is going to say, all right, enough's enough. No more. No more blessing. No more provision. No more sacrifice. There's not going to be anything else there. It's going to be cut off. 
But notice, not only is there cutting off, but notice there's also a purging. He says, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, here's a branch. As the husband is going through the vineyard, he sees a branch. Man, it's bearing fruit. And you think, well, that's great. It's bearing fruit. But then he says he purges it. Wait a minute. Why, why would you start cutting on a branch that is producing fruit? Why would you start cutting it? And this is what he says. The word purge here, when he says he purges it, this branch that is bearing fruit, he purges it. The word purge has the same idea as pruning or cleaning or purifying. It's, he's cleaning it up. That's what Nona was doing with my dad's vineyard. You know, vineyards are not supposed to look pretty. Vineyards aren't supposed to look pretty. They're supposed to produce grapes. Vineyards aren't supposed to be lush and, you know, all kinds of leaves and branches and all. They're not supposed to be like that. In fact, if you go to a vineyard and you look at it, they're, they're really, I mean, there is beauty in them and being a vineyard, but there's really not a lot of beauty to them. I mean, you go and look at a vineyard and it just looks like a bunch of stumps on the ground and, you know, some vines coming up and going along these trellises. There's, there's not a lot of beauty. I mean, my dad, when he had that, when he had the vineyard there, I mean, it was lush. I mean, he had all kinds of green stuff. But see, that's not the purpose of a vineyard. And that's why Nono began to take a knife and he started cutting and hacking and ripping and pulling because the purpose of a vineyard is not to be lush and beautiful. The purpose of a vineyard is to produce fruit. And as long as all of those leaves and stuff were in there, guess what they were doing? They were taking the nutrients and the food that were needed in producing fruit and they were being wasted. So he begins to prune. He begins to clean it up. And again, this is a branch that is producing fruit. But you know, many times, even though we may be producing fruit, There are things in our lives that God says, if you would just get rid of this, I could produce more fruit through you. That's what he says. Look again. He says, in the branch, every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. He wants to bring forth more fruit to your life. And he says, but there are some things that are there that shouldn't ought to be there. There are some things that you don't need. There are some things that are going to take away from the the food. They're going to take away from the purpose of what you're there for. And so those things are going to have to be cut out. And so the vine dresser, the husband, will begin to go and start cutting those things out. Cutting them out. Because those leaves that are there are taking away from what the purpose of the vineyard is for. In producing grapes. In producing the fruit. And so he begins to cut out those things. And there are some things in our life that God says, no, I don't want that there. I'm going to cut it out. Why didn't I get that promotion? Why, why, why is this happening to me? What, what's going on? And maybe God's saying, hey, you know what? You're producing fruit and I'm thankful you're producing fruit and, and the, the fruit is good. But here's the thing. You could produce more fruit if you didn't have this in your life. And maybe God is keeping you from that promotion or maybe God is keeping you from this or that to help you to produce more fruit for the cause of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. The cutting and the purging requires the husbandmen to forcefully remove those things from our lives. It's by force. Again, my dad was absolutely shocked when Nono started ripping and pulling and cutting and everything. I mean, he couldn't believe it. 
And by the time Nono was done and Nono stood back and he looked and he said, there it is. And you looked at it, you're like, that doesn't look like much. But see, here's the thing. Nono was a husbandman. Nono was a, was a vine dresser. Nono knew which things were good and which things were not good. Do you know the branch doesn't know that? The branch doesn't know what is good and what is not good. Only the husbandman does. And we think in our lives, oh, this is good, this is right, there's nothing wrong with it, this is going to help me. But yet God says, you know what, you don't understand what I have for your life. And the purpose and the plan that I have for you, the fruit that I want you to produce, that's not going to be beneficial for you. You might think it's good, but God says it's not good, it's not going to help produce fruit. And so God says, you know what, I'm going to have to cut that out. I'm going to have to take it away. And both the cutting and the purging are painful. They're forceful. They're either going to be used with a knife or they're going to be used with some shears or whatever to cut those things off so that the husbandman is left with what he thinks is best to produce the best fruit. But there's another part of the pruning here in verse number three. He says, Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You see, the cutting and the pruning require force. But there are times when God says, you know what? When you're reading his word and you're going through his word and you see that and God says, you know what? That's, that's you. And there's something in your life that you know shouldn't be there. That there's an area of your life where, where you're not allowing Christ to live through you. There's, there's part of that branch there that, that you're not allowing Christ to live through you and, and work through you. And so you're not producing the fruit that he wants you to produce. Oh, you're producing some. And, and if, you ever, if you ever look at a vineyard, you'll find that not every cluster of grapes is exactly the same. You'll find that there are some small clusters. You'll find there are some big clusters. You'll find some medium clusters. They're not all the same. Aren't you glad about that? God doesn't say everybody has to produce the same. No, he just wants us to be producing fruit as he is living through us. But he wants us to produce more fruit. And there are things in our life that God says, hey, those need to be taken out of. And we have two choices. We can either allow God to cut them out and it can be painful. Or we can say, God, you know what? You're right. That shouldn't be in my life. And I'm going to yield that to you and get it out without you having to cut it out. I'm going to yield that to you, Lord. I'm going to yield that to you. Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to yield my time. You're not going to have to cut out my time, God. I'm going to yield that to you. God, you're not going to have to cut out my job. I'm going to yield that to you. God, you're not going to have to cut out my family. I'm going to yield that to you. God, I'm going to yield all of these things to you. My hobbies, my life, everything. God, I'm going to yield it to you because I want you to know what is best to be able to produce in through me all that you can produce. All that is able to be produced through my life, Lord, I want to yield that to you so that there doesn't have to be the cutting and the purging. We simply yield it to him. And we let him live through us. We let him work through us. He says, as we read his word, or maybe we're listening to a message and God speaks to our heart, and he says, hey, what about that? 
that, that's, that's not going to help you produce any fruit. Now, we have two choices. We can either say, well, I'm going to keep it. I, I'm not going to get rid of that, Lord. I'm going to hold on to that. You know what we're asking God to do? We're asking God to pull out his knife and cut it out. Or we can say, you know what, Lord, you're right. I haven't been, I haven't been obedient to you in this. Lord, you're right. I haven't been following you the way I should. Lord, you're right. I haven't been doing what you want me to do. Lord, you're right. I haven't been allowing you to live through me and the fruit of the Spirit to be produced or other fruit to be produced. Lord, you're right. And so, God, I yield that to you. I give that to you. Whatever you want, Lord, it is yours. And we don't have to experience the cutting. He says, now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. As we get into the word, God reveals things in our lives that are not allowing us to produce all that he sees that we can. Wouldn't it just be easier to yield it to him? Wouldn't it just be easier to say, Lord, I'm just going to yield it to you. Lord, you show me, you tell me what you want, and it's yours. Lord, you don't have to pull out the knife. (laughs) Lord, you don't have to start cutting. Lord, I'm just surrendered to you. Whatever you want, it's yours. This is what he says. Notice with me in verse number eight. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. Herein is my Father glorified. He says this glorifies the Father when we're able to bear much fruit. When we're abiding in Christ and his life is living and flowing through us and we're able to produce the fruit and we're allowing him to remove what needs to be removed from our life to be able to produce the fruit that he wants, then God says when we're able to bear fruit, it glorifies the Father. God is glorified in what we're able to do. Not that we've done anything. We were just the branch. We're just a branch letting the the life of Christ flow through us. And as the life of Christ flows through us, then it's going to produce that fruit. You see, really, we have the easy job. We really do. My job is not to produce fruit. That's his job. His job is to produce the fruit through me. What's my job? My job is simple. My job is to abide in Christ. Abide in me, he says. Abide in me. Think about it again. Verse number four. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. He says, you know what I want you to do? I want you to abide in me. I want you to abide in me. And when you abide in me, I'll flow through you. When you abide in me, my life will flow through you. And you'll produce fruit. Not because of what you do, but because of who we're abiding in. I have a couple of questions for you this morning. First question, are you in the vine? Are you in Jesus? Because if you are not in the vine, then none of this really means anything to you. It's only when we are in Christ. 
It's only when we recognize that he is the true vine. It's not a religion. It's not a church. It's not a denomination. It's not a work. It's not a baptism. It's not keeping the Ten Commandments. It's only Jesus Christ. He is the true vine. And when we are in him, then we know that we have salvation. Are you in the vine? Number two, if you're in the vine, are you fulfilling your purpose? Are you fulfilling your purpose? Again, I'm not asking you what fruit you're producing. Because that's really not important at this time. Are you fulfilling your purpose? Because your purpose is not to produce fruit. Your purpose is to abide in Christ. And what is so sad is many Christians are not abiding in Christ. We're not abiding in Christ. And number three, you say, Pastor, I know I'm in the vine. And yes, I'm in Christ. I'm abiding in Christ. I can even see fruit in my life. There's fruit that is there, and praise the Lord for that. But is there some pruning that needs to be done? Is there something in your life that God says, you know, if you would just get rid of this, if you would just let me have this, you could produce more fruit? Can I tell you this morning, I don't know any person's heart here. There may be some that need to be in the vine. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There may be some this morning, you say, you know what? I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I'm not abiding in Christ. There may be some. But I know the third question. Is there some pruning that needs to be done? I know the answer to that for every person here today, including myself. And the answer is yes. There's always some pruning that needs to be done. There's always some leaves that we start allowing to grow in our life that keep us from producing the fruit that God wants us to produce. And God says he can either cut those out or we can yield them to him and say, God, they're yours. You take them. Maybe this morning there's some pruning that God's trying to do. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. The husbandman sees what is best for your life. And he says, I want you to be able to produce the best fruit possible. But in order to do that, some things need to go. Will you let him? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you. Lord, that there is that privilege of being in the vine that we are allowed to be grafted into Jesus Christ. Lord, because of that, because of his life being lived through us, that we are able to see fruit in our lives. Not because of what we do, but simply because of abiding in him. So, Father, I pray that you would bless this morning in our invitation. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, no one looking about this morning. Maybe there's somebody here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm in the vine. I'm not sure if I'm in Christ. I don't know for sure if I died today where I would go. I'm not sure. Friend, we're not going to embarrass you. 
but I would like to pray for you. Would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Nobody's going to come to you. I'm not going to call you out. You just slip your hand up and put it right back down and say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm in the vine. I don't know for sure if I died where I would go. Anyone this morning? Just slip your hand up, put it right back down. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone today? And Christian, if you know Christ as your Savior, you say, yes, Pastor, I know I'm in the vine. Then are you fulfilling your purpose in the vine? Are you fulfilling your purpose? I'm not asking how much fruit you're, you're producing. That's not important. Are you fulfilling your purpose in abiding in Christ? Because if we're not abiding in Him, we're not going to be allowing Him to produce the fruit that He wants in our life. And Christian, is there some pruning you need done in your life? Do we need to come to the The gardener, do we need to come to God and say, Lord, I know there's some pruning that needs to be done. There's some things that need to be cut out. There's things that are causing distraction, so I'm not serving you. There's there's areas of my life where I'm not being faithful. I'm not being devoted to you. Lord, there's some things in my life that need to be cut out. And Lord, I'm going to yield that to you today. You take what you want so that I can allow my life to be used for the Lord Jesus Christ to produce the fruit that he wants in me. Let's all stand to our feet quietly this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. The piano is just going to play softly this morning.